David, we fucked up. Really? Yeah, we missed the biggest announcement in our first show. So we did Square Enix, we did Bethesda, we did Xbox, but we we left something out. Do you know what we missed? Uh, is there like a new Barbie game? No. It was that goddamn mini fridge. Oh, yeah. The people want the mini fridge. Yeah, there's the Xbox Series X mini fridge. I'm not going to lie. Depending on the price, I wouldn't mind one in my gaming area. It, it would be pretty cool. But it, only, only if it actually glowed green when you opened it. Yeah, it didn't look like... Like, they didn't really show what size the mini fridge was. Is it going to be kind of like a G Fuel fridge? I'm going to assume it was like eight cans. It, it looked pretty small. Like, it looked like there was... Uh, just minimal space for for content but yeah we're, you know we're we're human we forget yeah you know what uh does not have minimal space for content this episode of the scene on screen podcast Some call it a marathon and some call it a sprint, and I call it the end of another E3. David, we did it, man. We, we got through with uh, some minimal damage. I'm a little tired, but mm-hmm. we made it. We We had to go through a lot together. Yeah, and I will say, without Sony, it just didn't seem to, like, ta-da! Like something was missing, you know? Well, I think just the fact that it was all just online only, like streamed videos and with no hardware, like nothing at all. Like one well, well one, Sony wasn't there. So the only the only company that I would assume would reveal some sort of hardware thing would be Sony at this point, with like and I'm talking about like the PlayStation VR two. Oh, you mean not the Nintendo Pro Switch or Switch Pro? Yeah, because we we all know Nintendo's just not going to release that anytime soon. They're sandbagging on it pretty hard. Yeah. Um. But with with everything just being online streamed because there's like no actual conference, right? It just feels meh. Yeah. You know, I, last year it was like new and exciting because like everyone was kind of locked at home, right? So it was uh they had to change the format and because everyone was at home watching everything together, uh and because the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series hadn't released yet, there was the excitement to see what was coming out for those, right? So now that that excitement's over and one, like I said, we're missing Sony and no EA. Yeah. No EA. Um, And Nintendo just went today. Like a Nintendo hasn't really been part of E3 for a while. They, they have done their Nintendo directs, but they haven't done the uh, big conference presentation on a stage for a few years now. Right. But uh, I don't know. It's just 
it just is seems like another day you know like another day that nintendo drops a random nintendo direct right yeah but now it feels like every company's doing it yeah the um we'll, we'll talk about nintendo in a minute because i think we're going to start today with ubisoft i just more like poopy soft yeah in general like i would say majority of what we saw over the last five days was underwhelming and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's also kind of a direct reflection of the last year and a half in the the state of the world it's it's hard to show off a bunch of stuff when you don't have people collaborating and working together all in the same spot well i i think the big problem though is that there are two brand new consoles out on the market they've been out for less than a year and so far there hasn't been any big kind of console selling games you know the the playstation 5 you know had their like well i guess uh what just came out ratchet and clank just released like uh last early late last week something like that yep rift apart um and they've had a few a few console exclusives but for the most part they've all been cross-gen with the ps4 um, and the Xbox series systems haven't really had anything that is completely exclusive to that, right? Like everything works with the Xbox one. And while things have had updates that take advantage of the newer hardware, there's nothing that's really kind of showcased this generation. And I know that we had a we, we had a discussion a few weeks ago about that, how, you know, this generation, the the jump doesn't seem that significant right now. Yeah. Between like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and the PS5 and the Xbox series, because we're not seeing that huge increase, that huge jump in graphics that we were used to from you know the n64 the playstation 2 the the ps1 like all of that stuff um so with this this year e3 we're seeing a lot of these games that are coming out and again nothing really seems mind-blowing uh there's a few games that looked very very good you know like battlefield 2042 uh halo infinite actually looks pretty good right now um i can't really say if there's anything for the ps5 that's coming out because we don't know right but there's everything is just kind of it just feels like more game trailers that they're showing um so we'll see like in the the next two years you know when when these games start releasing and we start seeing stuff at next e3 once developers have really started kind of pushing the consoles and and learning how to you know make games that really utilize the new hardware yeah because i think right now a lot of developers well because there's still shortages on the playstation 5 and the xbox series consoles developers are it it makes more sense for them to develop a game for both last gen and this gen just to maximize profits right but eventually we'll start seeing more and more games made solely for the playstation 5 and the xbox series consoles um i was actually thinking the other day i was at walmart um and just kind of like perusing their bargain bin section of games 
And I'm like, man, I remember when the console first launched, just like, and in those bins were all like PlayStation 2, PS3, GameCube games, right? You're not going to see that this time too much, though. I don't think. But I think we will. I think we will, but I think it'll just take longer for for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X games to show up in those bins. But uh, it'll be a glorious day when there's a PlayStation 5 games in the bargain bin at Walmart. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Speaking of games that we might see in and out of. <laughs> in a bargain bin. <laughs> <laughs> we present to you the Ubisoft lineup. <laughs> the Ubisoft bargain bin lineup. Uh, I've I've got to say when uh, when I sat down to watch Ubisoft, I I didn't know what to expect this year because I already saw the Rainbow Six and I, Extraction, and I already saw Far Cry's trailers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what else could really happen? What what are we what are we looking for or at? And I got to say. It was a it was a pretty mixed bag. Um, they brought back some titles which are really cool. They brought actually a lot of it is just restored IP, but Ubisoft is really focused on two things: um, one, claiming their work as original, which is super confusing, and two, just refining and continuing to build and develop on the trust they have within their communities. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny, a listener brought up a comment you made on the last show. We were talking about Fallout 76 and how EA would never, or you made a comment saying EA would never work on a failed game to try and restore faith for their community. You took a pretty good shot off the bow. And I look at the titles that we're about to go over with Ubisoft. And they do exactly the opposite. Like Bethesda, yeah, they do a great job with their communities mm-hmm. and really focusing on the games that they want to keep thriving, i.e. Fallout and Elder Scrolls. But the two games that Bethesda makes. Yeah, they make well. But like every game that we're going to talk about today is community driven for the most part, like yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction. Part. And sorry, I, I should say. The, the, the running joke on E3 this year from a lot of people is why did Ubisoft decide to make or put post on every video a Ubisoft original? Is it because... World exclusive. That's exactly it. Like, is, <laughs> is it just because everybody else was writing that? It, it was different, but... Yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction was the first thing they showed off, and a lot of people knew it was coming because they built the standalone game off the Outbreak event that happened years ago. Yeah, and they announced it anyways, like, a while ago. Yeah, it it looks like it's going to be fun. I don't know what a game like this is going to be worth. I Like, it does look like it has a fairly large story. I'm going to buy it in a bargain bin. And its design <laughs> looks very much like Rainbow Six meets Division. So we'll mm-hmm. kind of see how that goes. I really don't have a lot of comments on it. Um, solely because I've just started getting back into Rainbow Six Siege. And I wasn't a huge fan of the Outbreak mode i mean it was three player co-op which is great but when you play with four or five people on a regular basis that's kind of tough to pull Mm. off three is kind of like an odd number to add to a like most multiplayer games when they have squads it's always like squads of four three is the new magic number in gaming though right apparently apex legends you have knockout city of all that stuff i guess like uh with three people it's would be easier to have 
a full group of friends play it right instead like if you have four people and you all have to buy the game that's you have to convince like three of your friends to buy a game yeah the um the one thing i will say that i liked about the setup of this is you can't play any mia ops like if your op dies or gets captured you have to play as other ops until you rescue or eradicate them which is really cool Mm -hmm. and it's gonna let you have the whole rainbow six roster opposed to when you play siege you have to earn the like some of your roster members which is fine that's part of the game unless you want to like pay for them through microtransactions but i like that you're going to have the ability to try out some of these characters and what and use their abilities to try and help yourself Mm -hmm. get through these levels and i think because you're working like it's you're not playing against other people online it it might be easier to take your time and learn how to use these, the characters, mm-hmm. right. Rather than picking a random character that you never use and then having to play in a competitive online shooter with it. Right. Well, you should always pick your character based off everybody else's characters, but yeah. Um, then I was, I was really surprised they actually showed off Rocksmith plus because I didn't know if it was going to be for consoles or PC or what. And I thought it was very unique that it's like completely subscription based. You mm-hmm. can use your phone to play the game. So you don't actually require any gear to play the game anymore. Um, if you, you can sign up for a closed PC beta right now, the community completely drives this. So anything that they have licensed, they have people curating much like beat saber, um, rock band, mm-hmm. any, any game that you can make your own maps, but also you have the ability to play the maps that are already provided for you. Mm-hmm. I think this game is going to do incredibly well. It, it's interesting because this one kind of came out of left field for me because uh, Rocksmith has been around for a while. Um, I think I own it on PlayStation. I I think I own the play, PS4 version or I bought it on PS4 like the disc, but then I own the digital version on Xbox. Um, I have the cable somewhere because it's a... Uh, it's a five and a quarter inch or whatever, uh, th- like, what is it? Uh, the guitar cable. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what those are called. It's not a headphone jack, but 3. I guess it kind of is. 3.5 millimeter. But 3.5 is like a regular small headphone jack, but it's the same thing, but bigger. Anyways, um, to a USB. So you need that. Um, and it, it worked well enough. I guess like I actually have always thought about like picking it up again and doing it again, but I want to use an acoustic guitar. Like I, I want to pick up like a cheap acoustic guitar just because the, the neck on most acoustic guitars are slightly wider than electric guitars. And um, I just don't want my hand to cramp up if I'm, if I'm learning, right. Taking my time. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of interesting because uh, apparently the game did well enough for them to make another one. But the subscription-based model is very interesting because I guess it's kind of makes an incentive for people to continue learning, right? But also it provides a regular income for them to keep maintaining the game. Yeah, subscriptions gets licenses. Yeah, versus versus you know having a game where you buy like DLC packs. So in this way, you know everyone's paying the same amount, and 
then because this is a community driven uh, game, everyone can kind of talk about and focus and vote on songs and stuff like that, that they want out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very interesting. Um, My only question is, is it going to work hand in hand with Ubisoft plus? Like if you have Ubisoft plus, you have to pay for a rocksmith plus subscription on top. Pro- probably do. Um, that could get a little costly if you're looking at like $15 for you, uh, Rocksmith and then another $20 for Ubisoft. I think, I think Rocksmith plus is a hundred bucks a year or yeah, something like 12 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month, something like that. Interesting. So I guess, you know, if someone is trying to learn how to play guitar and maybe especially like if, if this, if I think honestly, if Rocksmith plus had came out, last march it would have done you know substantially better everybody would have been it was animal crossing or acoustic guitars man right (laughs) there would be there would be a huge influx of sales of guitars because people would be at home and what better thing to do learn to play guitar Mm -hmm. right um once things kind of open up, if people are trying, if they're looking to learn to play guitar and stuff like that, then, you know, there's people that would rather go to an actual place and have someone teach them. Some people are fine with just using YouTube videos. Some people are, you know, just fine with, um, I don't know, having their friends teach them. Yeah, I'm fine with watching it on a computer and trying to learn, but... That's just me. Yeah, it it really would be interesting. Like, it depends. My biggest concern is, so you use your phone, right, as the microphone to, uh, I don't know, communicate from what you're playing to the game. That's if you don't have a microphone already also. Yes, but if you do that, then it has to have, like, zero lag. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, uh so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Well, we we shall see. There's there's many more. Like I I think the way this title is going to work is solely based on how community driven it will ultimately be. Mm-hmm. If the community doesn't buy it or doesn't get into it, it'll collapse pretty quickly, like some mm-hmm. other games we've seen. Um, they did show off a little bit more Riders Republic, and I've got to say, from the first time we saw it to hearing the game was delayed to now, looks like a completely different game. In my opinion, game looks mm-hmm. a little bit more polished, more defined. It looked a hell of a lot better than that shredded game <laughs> that we saw from Microsoft. Or no, yeah, that was Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, that was Microsoft. Um, I, I, I want to try it, and it's really a shame that like I'm not paying twenty dollars a month to get Ubisoft Plus to play games on my PC because I play most of my games on my console. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely something that I'm going to keep an eye on and I want to try. The fact that you can do mountain biking races, uh, gliding races, snowboarding races, bike, whatever. It just mm-hmm. it looks really fun and it looks clean. It does not look blocky. It doesn't look as stupid as it did <laughs> previously. So I'm really excited to see kind of how that one shakes out. Yeah, it's definitely going to show up in a bargain. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it looks like it'll be fun, though. But yeah, I, I can't see. It depends. Again, that seems like the type of game that requires uh, a large online community. And once that starts to dwindle, are they going to just put like AI characters in there so that you're riding bikes down a hill with 
you know, 90 other computers. Oh, it's going to be online players, right? all the time. I don't think there'll be an offline mode. Right. But I'm saying like if if the online community dies, right, say there's say there's 50 people playing the game. Are you only going to be seeing 50 people in your game? And that's if you connect to all of them. You know what I mean? Like, cause like the trailer shows, you know, hundreds of people all going down this hill at the same time. But if there's not enough actual online players to fill that up, you know, let's say in five years, just they still have the servers running. How are the online games going to look? No, are they going to go the, right. are they going to go the Forza um, horizon route and just like take your friends list and put like, their names in your game it's been very successful for years mm-hmm. but uh yeah we'll, we'll have to see how that goes the um sp- speaking of games you might have bought in a uh, a bargain bin hell i even bought mine in a bargain bin rainbow six siege mm-hmm. well i i think it was like a, a GameStop spotlight game when i bought it because i was with you when i bought it yeah and i told you to buy it because i needed something to play with and then that first week we, we played like 40 hours of it yeah um Community updates, crossplay will be enabled for Xbox and PlayStation early 22. There's going to be crossplay enabled for PC users, but only with Stadia. Sorry, guys. Which is or interesting. Just, only with state. Oh, like you have to be playing it on Stadia. Yeah, or PC. And they showed off the new Defender Thunderbird, which is part of Operation North Star. Continuing with the the ebbs and flows of game updates, they dropped a ton on us. Uh, Mirage is a four honor update. Trackmania got an update. Brawlhalla got a crossover with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Crew 2 looks like it just got a content pack. And Watchdog Legions got the Bloodline DLC. And finally, Ghost Recon Breakpoint got a, um, well, they're promising live updates coming soon to the game and the map. And every single one they brought up said thank you to the community. And that was the theme. And I thought that was really well done. But all those games looked like they're just continuing along. Yeah, um, I, you know, I I completely forgot about uh, Watchdog Legions. To be <laughs> completely honest with you, even that game looked a little bit cleaner. Uh, yeah, but probably not. I, it'll I, be it'll be free one day. I will say the one staggering thing about Rainbow Six Siege: is they have two hundred twenty thousand concurrent daily players. Isn't that insane. Like I know Call of Duty probably pulls a million a day. Or you know something what? For crazy. for though a game that was struggling at launch, that had a lot of uh, negative feedback, um, and even one that I originally had changed my mind about, uh, the fact that they have taken that game from the ashes of what it originally was and turned it into this like massive very successful game uh that game came out like what like four or five years ago um i think where did i test it i think i played it at x15 so yeah like because i i played it i had like the closed beta and uh that came out yeah 2015 so that game is uh an old game <laughs> and they are still supporting it. It, you know, six years later. Hey, if you haven't played the 4k it. update, it's really good. Right. But, uh, this is a prime example of a game that, uh, or I guess EA can take a, 
page out of Ubisoft's book here. And you can support games that didn't do great at launch and turn them into very successful franchises. Not that saying Rainbow Six wasn't a successful franchise to begin with it, but you know what I mean? Like the game itself kind of lackluster the game now, you know, it's 20 bucks now and, and you have a, a, a ton of updated content. If you have game pass, it's free. Right, but I'm just saying. You still have to like earn your operators or pay for season passes, but whatever. Still got to do that, but it's still, you know, like there's so much to it now. Yeah. And uh, like there's a whole esports thing behind there. Man, I went to that tournament a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Speaking of games that never seem to die, <laughs> just Dance 22. Yeah, man. We yeah. all knew that was coming. Yeah. I mean, they it's probably going to get a release on the Wii too, just so you know. On the Wii. Um, additionally, I don't know why they kind of like left it out of the original. Like, hey guys, these are all the games we're updating. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting two DLCs: Wrath of the Druids and Siege of Paris. And Ubisoft was—is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I've said both. I think it's called. I pr- think it's pronounced Ubisoft. Um, I mean, better late than never. Uh, for the first time ever, they're providing a second full year of support for a fully released game. And they were very proud of that. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Like I've dabbled, I've played the games, but it's not games that I have to like run out and buy. And I still will try this eventually. You, you know what? Like I was, uh, I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed odyssey yeah that was the greek one um and i bought assassin's creed valhalla when i got my ps5 i got and (laughs) i have not played it at all well at least least you're honest did you buy for uh playstation or xbox i got it for the ps4 because it had the it had the free upgrade to the the ps5 version right so Ah. that was one of the games that i bought with my ps5 that and uh Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We yeah, move on. but but either way, you know, it's like one of those games that I'll I'll eventually play, and when I do, they'll have a bunch of uh, extra DLC for me. Yeah, R- rounding out the um, their presentation, they they showed off two of their their television and film IPs. So they showed off the second season trailer of Mythic Quest and teased the season finale. And then they showed the movie trailer for Werewolves Within, which is coming out on June 25th. This movie looks hilarious. I mean, I'm not one, like, I probably won't rush to a movie theater anytime soon. As much as I love the idea, I'm still okay with waiting. Mm-hmm. I will wait till this is streamable because it looks funny. And I, I'm, I'm quite excited to see it. It just looks very, um, what was that movie? Uh, Shaun of the Dead? The, the, yeah. the Nick Frost, Simon Pegg one mm-hmm. looked a lot like that. Well, it's funny because like this is based off of a uh, VR game. Um, But you can actually try it because I think. <laughs> Did you say VR? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can totally try it. Um, It's like a hidden. What's it called? A, a hidden uh, identity game. So, you know, the games that you play with your friends, just like such a secret Hitler or. Or one, one werewolf or. Hail Hydra, those things. Yep. 
this is uh that's kind of that kind of game and they're they made a movie off it or they're making a movie off it so yeah it looks pretty uh interesting but it's only like yeah it'll be about just under two hours which is pretty significant i thought it looked good yeah um they showed off far cry 6 but uh meh i mean (laughs) well the the season's pass bonus was kind of cool. It includes Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, which does like to me seems pretty sweet that you're gonna get Far Cry Three and Blood Dragon with the season's pass. Is it Far Cry Three and Blood Dragon, or is it Far Cry Three colon Blood Dragon? Because Blood Dragon was a like a standalone um, game, but based off of the Far Cry Three engine because it came around that time, and it was very like. Uh, 80s like sci-fi like things like tron and stuff like that with like robot dinosaurs and shit yeah i'm Um, just double checking now it's in the ultimate fan edition um oh my god because if you bought the gold edition or the seasons pass for far cry 5 you got far cry 3 remastered yeah it's just the blood uh so yeah it's just i think it's just blood dragon which blood dragon was pretty cool um, I will say, like, watching a little bit more of the story kind of unfold. This could the, the story is starting to interest me a little bit. So we'll see, like, when the game gets a little bit closer and there's reviews, you might see old Sean pick up Far Cry 6. Might happen. Highly doubt it, though. Yeah, probably. Um, I We won't talk about Mario Rabbids yet. We'll go. We'll wait till Nintendo. Um, but. The other, the final game that they showed off was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which comes out in 2022. Quickly, I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Um, I never... This this is going to be a shock to some people, including Krista, who's shocked every time I tell her. I never watched Avatar. Really? Yeah, the movie was too hyped for me to the point where I didn't want to watch it. Oh, like, you're oh. like one of those like, oh, well, that's cool. I don't want to be... I'm I'm gonna be cool and not watch the thing that everyone else is watching. Not not really, but it was more or less like everybody's like, "Hey, you should watch this. You should watch this. You should watch this." Hey, we should all watch this. And I was like, never wanting to invest two and a half hours into a movie about blue things. Apparently, um, now I'll really enjoy it, but we'll see. Um, it was uh, the, without getting in too much details about the movie. The movie was like a big step forward for three D in cinema i think that was like a big big part of it uh this game i don't know it's a movie it's a game based off of a movie we all know how movie-based games turn out most of them suck all of them suck this one's being made by ubisoft it's probably gonna suck suck. (laughs) (laughs) it'll probably be like a reskin version of far cry or watchdogs or one of their other many open world games i i hope it turns out okay um chris was sitting there watching it with me being like this might spoil the movie for you i'm like i don't care it probably (laughs) won't if anything this is probably more connected to the upcoming avatar 2 than the original movie yeah it says in this new standalone story play as a navi and embark on a journey across the western frontier a never-before-seen part of Pandora, explore a living, reactive world inhabited by unique creatures and new characters, and push back the formable RDA 
forces that threaten it. Yeah. When's it coming out? 2022. 2022. What is this thing? What is this thing? Luna. It's coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, Stadia, and Luna. Mm. Do you know what this Luna thing is? No. Oh, Amazon Luna. That's a cloud platform by Amazon. Ooh, new competitor, (laughs) new challenger. (laughs) Well, speaking of new challenger, let's drop right into Nintendo. That was like, that was my segue. That was beautiful. I know. It was a beautiful segue. It's almost like a beautiful scooter, but that's a touchy subject. Um, you might have to help me with the name, uh, uh, Kazuya. Uh, this is Kazuya. Uh, Kazuya. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Tekken fighter has made its way to smash brothers. He will be joining sometime soon. They didn't really say, but what I did find interesting was they announced their, they like quietly announced a smash direct on six twenty eight. So in two weeks, we'll be coming back and trying to figure out what information we're going to be getting. Is it going to be a Smash Direct? Is it going to be a second Nintendo Direct? We did yeah, notice. Also- all they said was that they wanted to give more info on the character and how he's going to interact in Smash Bros. Also. Uh, but they, they have to record the video still. <laughs> yeah. And they usually drop characters in twos. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we didn't see like a lot of people were really holding out for Master Chief. Um, there was a, a video floating around the Internet um, all morning where it was a little bit more um, a Rabbids character on one of those derpy stars. I can't remember what they're called uh, in Rabbids. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, uh, that that was the, the kind of start of the show. And you're like, okay, Nintendo, let's see what you got. And then they were like, here's Life is Strange Remastered and Life is Strange True Colors. Release dates seem to be in line with everything else. True Colors yeah. is dropping on the 10th and Remastered is just later this year. Yeah. Now, like Life is Strange, Strange Remastered. Like, did Life is Strange even come out on the Switch? I, I actually don't know. I don't think so. But still... We're getting we're getting an old game again on the Nintendo Switch and the new game that's coming out for every other system on the Nintendo Switch. Cool. I'm, the Switch is rapidly becoming a hand me down console, which oh. is kind of concerning. That is like spoiler alert. That is this Nintendo Direct. It's hey, we're having all these games that have either already been out on other systems for an extended amount of time or we released before <laughs> or we released before. Yeah. Um. Quickly, I was very surprised with this one, though, with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Now, how crappy is it going to look? Well, that's what I was wondering, right? Because I'm I'm curious as if the if the trailer was the recorded from footage from like the PC version, PS5 or Xbox. Um, Because well, well, Square Enix's video showed the PS5. So we saw the video in 4K rendered off the PlayStation 5 or the mm-hmm. gameplay. Yeah, but um, oh, I have to double check. I'd have to go back to uh, the trailer to the was also, direct because yeah. it showed there was some some shots of like the interface with the um, controls. I think it was the PlayStation 5, but still, you know, what? 
good for Square Enix for releasing this on the Switch, right? Like, the game does look great. I know that the, the Switch can play or display some really good-looking games, but if anything's like, you know, if we if we compare... Well, like, look at Doom, you know? Those games looked amazing on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the Outer Worlds, and that looked like hot trash. So... It'll be really interesting to see how this one goes. I probably will end up getting this game on either Xbox or PS5, depending on, you know, whichever one has it cheaper. <laughs> the The way I kind of look at it is if you have all three consoles, this will be your third choice. If you have two of the consoles, you're going to pick it up on the console that you play that type of game on the most. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the way it's kind of going to work. I'd assume for you, you'd probably play this t- style of game more on the PlayStation than you would the Xbox. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's just an assumption. I'm allowed to guess. Yeah. Well, you also assume that I never play my PlayStation. So <laughs> I didn't make that joke this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> next, we have a game. Speaking of PlayStation, we have a game that has been released on PlayStation and was given for free. Two PlayStation Plus members on the PlayStation 5. Worms one of, Rumble. One of my favorite franchises. Uh, you haven't played this one, have you? I haven't. This one is very different than uh, the traditional Worms game that you have known to love. Uh, it's not like the turn-based tactical battle system. This is everyone. It's It's a battle royale. That's essentially what it is. Everyone's moving all around. You can go any any direction and you're just killing each other. It was kind of fun for about a half hour for me. And then it got very it got very stale uh, because there was no strategy, you know, like with with the traditional worms games. Right. You could change the weapons up. You can you can have different uh, you can change the environments to have different like kind of rules right to change the gravity all that stuff yeah and it added different strategy to the game so each time you play it could be very different whereas this one was just a typical you know everyone gets going and you're running and gunning and it has some of that worms humor sure but it just wasn't the same they um there's no release date for the xbox yet that i can see but uh, June 23rd, you can get it on N- Nintendo Switch. You can pre-order it right now for 25% off, which is probably what it should be sold at. TBH. you get the patchwork bear skin. Yeah, if, yeah, for free if you purchase it within the first two weeks of on release. The shop. On the Nintendo Shop. Yeah. Exciting. Um, Astria sending Deer Villagers. This game, like I think it's just I have... called, I think it's just called Astria Ascending. Oh, did I just copy the the second part of it and hopes for the best? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say it's not my style of game, but beautifully hand drawn. Yeah, it, it has some very nice character artwork and uh, environments. Mm-hmm. It's um, it'll be really interesting to see this one. Like it kind of caught my eye because it 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 reminded me a lot of the game um geez now i'm now i'm totally forgetting it um valkyrie profile okay um it was a game on the playstation 
and I played a lot of it on the PlayStation One. It came out there was Valkyrie Profile too, but it had this like kind of like side scrolling battle system. Um, it was it was turn based, but just the way that the characters were kind of laid out in both games, very uh, very very similar. Um, so it it looks interesting. Um, I I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it just because I might pick it up if it goes on sale. But uh, yeah, the artwork looks really nice. Yeah, it, it does. I've like it kind of reminded me a little bit of Cuphead, and it's like just the the refinement of the hand drawings. And I mm-hmm. I think as we continue to advance the uh, throughout like this generation, we're gonna lose that kind of artwork style. Where we are still gonna see it, thankfully, is the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> which is great. Um, kind of a surprise for me. The next game they showed off was Two Point Campus, which is a university build uh, based world builder coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, if you played the Two Point any Two Point game, they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. They are they are fun to play. Um, I don't know how translatable it is to the Switch. I played it on my Xbox, and it seemed okay. Um, I would have preferred to play it on PC, and I just I never did. But this looks great. And if it has the same kind of uh, story mode, I think we're all in for a really great treat. I, I honestly bet that this is it's just going to be a reskin of Two Point Hospital, right? So it'll play the exact same, just have different kind of scenarios. Yeah, it's um, like Two Point Hospital. The really nice thing is as you advance throughout the game, you get to earn new hospitals, you get to earn new um, like pandemics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, two point hospitals not on Game Pass anymore. Really? Not on PC. I, I it's still loaded on my Xbox One, so hopefully well, it's still because, there. Just because it's loaded on there doesn't mean you can play it. You know, honestly, for the amount I p- played it, though, I'll probably pick it up on Steam. Although it'd be hilarious if Epic gave it away, because that would be my luck. <laughs> um, I think this was the biggest surprise. Out of everything we saw today, um, Actually, hands yeah. down, I I would have to agree. And did you not get a little excited when you saw the little bananas and the monkey? I know it wasn't a 3D Donkey Kong that Sean craves more than anything in the world, but it was close. It was Super Monkey Ball, the 20th anniversary edition, which is going to be called Banana Mania, and it is dropping. Uh, did we get a date for that? It, October 5th. Yep. Is that yeah. right? Um it this is cool because it it has Super Monkey Ball 1 2 Deluxe uh, like a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch in the in the yeah, series, but they're some all of been the like mini game re- ones. They've been like remastered for uh the Nintendo Switch. So it's I think it's kind of funny how they are re- they are releasing this um this anniversary collection for super monkey ball but zelda ha- is in their 30th anniversary <laughs> and they get nothing well they kind of have a little bit i don't know it wow two point hospital just for the record because it finally loaded up is still 50 dollars on pc mm-hmm. craziness yeah super monkey ball sorry I, I got a little off track there 
I remember playing this for the first time and like renting it. And my parents were like, what the fuck are you playing? Like it's a monkey. You roll it down a hill. a monkey in a ball. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that this kind of brought to me anyways, was a, a feeling of nostalgia and B is it possible that we could get his name's AIA, right? Is it possible that he could be the secret smash character that we get at the end of the month? Oh, maybe. Seems like the timing's there. Who knows? But yeah, very, very pleasantly surprised. This was actually one of the show stealers for me. It wasn't a console seller. It's definitely not going to move switches. But people who have been Nintendo fans since they were young will pick up this title. For yeah, sure. This is I going to I think it's sell. more for the like the nostalgia. Very, very, very sweet. Um, what do they show off next? Oh, they showed off. It's kind of like something that we all wanted to hear. And it was like a, a big fan service piece. But Super Mario or Mario Party Superstars launching this fall. It's going to have 100 mini games from all different Mario Party games. And it's going to have online play supported. And the cool thing is like all the maps are from older games. So everything we wanted out of Mario Party 10, we're finally going to get out of superstars is that kind of how <laughs> you know it's funny like they've just released uh the online update for super mario party and i wonder if that was just a test for them to uh implement to that into super mario or mario party superstars but i laughed i honestly laughed when they said every game mode is available in online play with your friends you know good what? We're going to end up buying this game. You know that, right? Oh, a thousand percent. You know. Krista, uh, and, and the, the space fact level that, she got excited for. She was like, the, the space that, level. Yeah. That that you can play, be playing a game online with your friends and save it and then come back and continue playing later. That's pretty sweet. And that you can like play online with random people as well. Like you don't have to have like the problem. The limit to online multiplayer right now for Super Mario Party is... Um, you have to play with people in your, like you have to give them the room code and stuff like that. Right. So uh, the fact that they've made super Mario or Mario party superstars open to play with anyone, that's going to be great. That's going to just increase the longevity of that game. Hashtag especially, don't rage quit. Especially if you don't have friends. Yeah. Um, very excited. Um, and then after that, they were like, so we were going to tell you about Metroid four. And we're still working on it. And all that equity that they just built up in that hot air balloon of excitement went. I know, right? And then they were like, yeah, you know what? We're going to give you a 2D platformer Metroid. So they're releasing Metroid Dread on October (laughs) October 9th. And it's their first 2D Metroid Prime or Metroid game in 19 years. Yeah. And to com- commemorate such an occasion, they will have special edition amiibos. Fuck off, Nintendo. Sorry, I haven't sworn at all this show, but like Nintendo, you can fuck off. Like why <laughs> they they have been pushing the amiibos for a very long time, and sure. you know it. Like they they uh, have been very successful. Yeah, I'm I'm so frustrated that I just dropped something off my desk. No, 
no. We wanted Metroid Prime and you gave us, or Metroid 4, and you gave us, sure, you gave us a taste. That's great. That's not what we wanted. We wanted Metroid 4. You gave us something else that you were working on to try and, like, shut us up. They essentially called it Metroid 5 at the beginning of the trailer, and then they're like, oh, it's called Metroid Dread. So you skipped Metroid 4, and now it's just Metroid Dread. And to soften the blow of you not getting Metroid 4, we're going to give you an amiibo that you have to go purchase. Sure, cool. If you collect amiibos, all the power to you. If you like that kind of stuff, like I have some amiibos. I never even use them. Actually, I think I got rid of all my amiibos. I might have a Kirby and a Pikachu left. But to me, like, great. (laughs) I've now lost interest in Metroid. It's Oh, because they released an amiibo? No, because they released a 2D side scroller that or like a 2D platformer that I, I like I just you, you know I, that Metroid was originally a 2D. I was just going to say, I just finished. Uh, I redid Super Metroid like two months ago on the virtual console. And I had a lot of fun doing it, but I don't know. So the, the thing is, is that the 2D platformers still have a very i don't know viable fan base there's a lot of people that are really excited for this one um it's interesting though because this there's there's some rumors or not necessarily rumors there's a discussion that this could potentially be the metroid game that is being canceled multiple times um so this is uh I don't know. It's kind of like a it's kind of a big deal for Metroid fans uh, because you're clearly not a hardcore Metroid fan. Neither am I. We played the Metro Prime games. We played, you know, like the original games. We played Super Metroid, all that stuff. But yeah. we we don't live and breathe Metroid like some people. And uh, the fact that there was a game that kind of there was whispers about and then it was canceled and then more whispers later on and nothing really came of it that this game finally has come out it's yeah i know we wanted metro prime 4 but we all know that nintendo doesn't release things before they're ready right so i would rather them have and clearly it's another studio that's working on this game right i'd rather them have something like release something using that IP to one appease to the Metroid fans, but also kind of show just everyone that Nintendo is still, you know, working with their IPs with their things, not just letting it die. Right. Like, like Donkey Kong. let, Let me ask you something then. If you were Nintendo, why wouldn't you just turn around and say Metroid Dread was Metroid 4? Wouldn't have mattered if it was 2D or 3D. You just said, yeah, this is Metroid 4. Like Metroid Prime 4? No, you could just call it Metroid 4. Like, that's the thing that... Well... It's so minuscule, but that bothered me that they were like, here's Metroid 5. Well, because Metroid 3 never came out. This game is going to be a short-ass game, too, you want to bet? I already saw people going nuts on forums. They're like, when are the pre-orders out? Walmart has it. Amazon has it. Okay, let's go. I don't know. I just the wind kind of like flew out of my sails after. Yeah, maybe, from your butt. 
maybe the presentation was <laughs> okay. Hold on, let me let me reset. What if they showed us Metroid Dread first and then said Metroid Four is coming? Would I have reacted differently? Probably not. You'd be like, Meh. no, because I was already I in a bad mood this. that I wasn't getting Prime Four. <laughs> you are going to get Prime Four, but in the meantime, they're giving you Metroid Dread. Yeah, and my... if it's if you don't want to play it, you don't have to play it. That's you... a great thing about freedom of choice. You don't have to play Metroid Dread. Speaking of games that I don't want to play, they showed us Cruise and Blast. And my God, I didn't know I walked into an arcade 10 years ago to play a home console version of a pixelated arcade game that just looked awful. I don't know. It looks goofy. It looked bad. Even rendered, it looked bad. Come on. Like, we, we are now to the point where... Like you look at that kind of quality game and you think of an arcade, like when you go to Palladium and you're playing like the old cruising the world USA or cruising USA. Yeah. Cruising USA. And there's cruising world. There's cruising Europe. But you had that kind of like weird blocky animation as you were turning. Oh yeah. Oh this yeah. This game looks awful. You could have cleaned it up. Oh this yeah. Looks there. Awful. Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> We got uh, to the ranty part of the show where I'm, I'm just mad. Yeah, I'm going to buy this game in a bargain bin and give it to you for your birthday. I'm I'm super glad because you know what I'll do? I'll take that little cartridge and flick it over the balcony. So I'll no, you will not. You will play that game and you will complete it. God damn it! I I am prone to complete games. You're so going to be yeah. the freaking like unicorn with wings. I'm going to make sure of it. Okay, fine. Um. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus a new power awakens is dropping um, all their expansions on switch. So congratulations, switch users. You guys are now getting a full fledged Dragon Ball Z game. Well, there was full fledged Dragon Ball Z games. Well, they're there, getting Kakarot, guess, but they're getting like, complete. yeah, bunch of, bunch of other stuff. Oh, we forgot to tell you guys that we also saw the just dance trailer again. Oh yeah, another just dance is coming out. Man. It's gonna be it's it's coming out later than all the other ones. It's coming out on eleven four. So good for you guys. It's coming out in November. The one thing that I will say about the trailer that interested Krista because she was watching it with me is Todrick Hall was involved and he's doing some of the choreography. So it's now they're using famous choreographers and famous artists to help produce your songs. I thought that was kind of cool. Nice little tidbit mm-hmm. of information. Um, we got another look at Mario Golf Super Rush, which is dropping in a week. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the Treehouse afterwards to watch I, some of the I gameplay? Kinda, nah, I kind of skimmed through it. It looks pretty fun. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, even in the trailer, like some of the extra modes that they've had, like I like the idea of the uh, like the rush mode or whatever, where everyone has to be the first one to get the ball in the hole. Yeah, it it that and the battle arena looked kind of battle cool arena too. looks kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be buying this game until it goes on one of Nintendo's like buy yearly, thirty uh, percent off deals. Oh, buy two for one hundred and fifty dollar type thing. No, no, no. Like buy yearly, <laughs> like twice a year, thirty percent off sales. Yeah, I'm in no rush. Yeah, de- you're not in a super rush to buy it. No, it's the summer. My video games get played less when it's the oh, that summer. That was a pun on the name, and you missed it. 
No, I, I heard you. I just said I wasn't in a rush. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm still bitter about the Metroid thing. I Gotta let me are. cool down. Moving on. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is coming out yeah. uh, in July, which was uh, interesting because Monster Hunter Stories just came out not too long ago. Um, And you know what? I did not know. I did not know that it was an RPG. I thought it was like a dumbed down version of Monster Hunter. I guess, well, maybe it kind of is. But uh, yeah, this this if Monster Hunter stories, the first one is an RPG and the story is good. I, I might actually be interested in picking that up eventually. And I might David it. Ooh, I, lo- I, I love when you David games. <laughs> I might turn it on, play it for a few hours and not play it again for a few years. So. Why don't you just download the demo on the 25th? Oh, I totally am. I'm going and to just let that carry over to the year 2024 when you pick it up again. Yeah, maybe. Which I honestly think is pretty cool that Nintendo's doing that. I know not a lot of games still allow you to pull your progress from the demo, but that is a huge selling point. And well, I, I've I noticed saw... that I've noticed that a lot of games on the Nintendo Switch have done that where you can start the demo and either carry over your save because it's the demo would be like the intro of the game or uh like bravely default i believe did it where uh you you could play the demo and it was like a prologue kind of thing so while your character stuff didn't actually any items stuff didn't transfer over per se you could import your your demo file and get some like special items for the beginning of the game if you completed the demo yeah it just gives more incentive for one people to play the demo, right? Because demos can be good or bad for your game. If your demo sucks, then people are less likely to buy the game. But if people are kind of on the fence about it, well, now we have a demo that you can play. Hopefully that's going to be good enough to get them hooked. And then also if you give an incentive for them to complete the demo so that something can continue on into the full game, or in this case, you know, your save file would continue over. So you don't, you can just continue playing, right? Um, that can just increase, that could t- potentially increase your game sales. Um, some other games do that in the sense of if you've beaten the game or if you have a save file from a game like in the like a, a previous game in the series, you'll get something in the next game when you play it. Yeah, um, EA has a lot of that kind of yeah, progression like the, stuff. All like the Yakuza games do that. If you have a, a completed save game from the previous Yakuza game, when you play the next one, uh, you'll get some like random ass items and a bunch of money and stuff like that. Yakuza games. I've never heard you talk about these. You should check them out. They're not very good, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're like beating the shit out of people on the street, then ever the salesperson um warrior wear get it together was shown off dropping september 10th um this looks interesting the warrior wear games have always been fun i was a little concerned by that weird ice cream looking tongue thing i don't know man that's how i eat ice cream yeah just my long lizard tongue my little (laughs) slither snake i'm a slither snake it looked really fun though (laughs) oh yeah and i think it's uh it looks cool that it's a co-op. You can play the mini games co-op with stuff. So this would be perfect for, you know, people who have a significant other who would uh, like to play this game as well. Low impact, high reward games. Yes. Low impact. 
you let them win high reward, you might get to win later. Yeah. <laughs> Shimagami ten, uh, Tensei 5, another Tokyo, arrives on the Switch on November 12th. It's like an RPG. Never really played them. Apparently, there's five games in the series. Yep. Uh, just like I had to phonetically type this one out. Don Kenrompa Decadence, a four-game collection. Now, the cool thing about this that Nintendo did, which they haven't done in a lot of their other stuff, is you can buy the whole package for one price, or you can buy the game separately if you want. Um, I, yeah, I can't really funny. tell you like, much about these games because I don't, I don't know really much know much about, about it either. Apparently, there's this bear that's like looks half cuddly, half evil. He's the uh, principal or the headmaster of some school, and then he makes the children fight it out in battle royale style battles. I don't know. Some Five Nights at Freddy's with s- a bear. S- yeah, some kid dies, and then you have to figure out who it is. Sounds like high school in general. Um, I don't know. Will I buy it? No. Will I play it? Probably not. If I find it in a bargain bin for cheap or it's on like on Amazon for like 20 bucks, why not? You know, it's good for, for just a collection in general. But uh, meh. Uh, this one was interesting. The next one, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Maiden of Blackwater. Fatal Frame came out originally on the PlayStation 2, I think it was. Yes, sir. Uh, it's like a survival horror game, uh, the likes of, you know, Resident Evil or uh, Silent Hill. But you use a special camera and you have to take pictures of ghosts and shit like that to banish them or let them go back to where they came from. Whatever that means. But, uh, this is coming out on the Nintendo Switch in the, in its and it is an exclusive game, which uh, is always good. Yeah, yeah it was it was interesting that they were taking a, a title from or that was originally launched on the PlayStation and making it exclusive for themselves. I like that. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. Buy franchises that people don't want anymore, which could be great if. Uh, oh my god! I literally just brain farted as I was talking. Days gone. Went to the Switch. Could you imagine Days Gone 2 on Nintendo? Yeah, that would be hilarious. Like, oh, it would never happen, but... But they could buy it pennies on the dollar. Um, Everybody's favorite part of the Nintendo um, directs is, hey, what DLC are we getting? And they showed us Doom Eternal Ancient God Part 1, Part 2 to release sometime after that. Not really a DLC, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are finally hitting the Switch. I can't imagine this game is going to be very good for your Switch on in handheld mode because anybody who's played Tony Hawk will agree with this statement. You hold the controllers a little tight and your hands move with the game. I could just imagine myself having stronger hands accidentally ripping a Joy-Con off. Like you know, about? you don't have strong hands. Okay, I have very limp weak hands. You have delicate hands. They're they're um, they're soft. I've seen your Instagram, your your <laughs> secondary Instagram. Oh my page. god! Stop. <laughs> a, it's not real, and B, I don't know where you're taking this. Um, but that would be my biggest concern. Like, unless I'm playing with a pro controller, or at least in the the controller cradle, the the amount of hand twisting you do while playing this game, and like going back to our PS One Xbox 
64 game or days. Sorry, the amount of hand twisting you do while playing the game. Oh my god. Okay, fine. You know what? Dirty minds aside, <laughs> do you really see? You know what? I, I feel like it, it was bound to happen. It was bound to come out for this this Switch. You know what this Nintendo Direct has taught us is that uh, everything's on the table. You know, it doesn't matter how old the game is, what system it came out for. The Nintendo Switch will have it. You know, Nintendo is like the guy from the Avengers, the evil purple guy. Thanos? Thanos. He just wants to collect everything to put in his power gauntlet so that he holds all the power in the world, the universe, the galaxy, whatever. That is Nintendo. Nintendo is the Thanos of video games, just taking everything and making it their own. It's amazing that you're not addressing the actual concern I have of people just busting up their switches left, right, and center. Because I don't think that's going to be a problem. You, you want to talk about the stick drift problem with Joy-Cons? Go play Tony Hawk and then tell me if your your stick's drifting. You know what? If anything, <laughs> all it means is that you don't have to hold forward <laughs> to go. There you go. You're always going to be doing ollies. Uh, next one, Strange Brigade. This has been out for freaking forever. That's actually available now. Wait, if you're listening to this, uh, you can download Strange Brigade on your Nintendo Switch. Actually, the game came out in 2018, but uh, it's like a co-op shooter. So uh, that takes place. I don't know. You, you're just killing like weird things that have been risen from the dead. That's true. Um. Next up, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not actually buying the collector's edition when I saw it for $20 at Walmart. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope will be dropping on the Switch in 2022. Um, Hold on. Do you have Mario and Rabbids? Nope. Every time I went to go, I like looked at it, I picked it up, and it came with that statue, too. I just yeah, I never have, got around to it. We have uh, three of the statue. Actually, we have... Yeah, the only one that we were missing was the Yoshi one, I think. But we have... The Luigi, Mario, and Peach Rabbids. Uh, if you ever do end up picking up the base game for really cheap, I have a, a code for the Seasons Pass. <laughs> well, the base game you can find for like $20 because it's made by Ubisoft and not Nintendo. Yeah. Um, the one mechanic that I thought looked pretty cool and you might be able to touch on it a little bit more is now you're no longer following the grid for battle. You can mm-hmm. run freely, which is a little bit different. Yeah, my ears perked up a little bit when they said that. Uh, the first one was based off of the very um, popular and successful XCOM kind of gameplay style. It was a tactical turn-based RPG, but all of your movements were grid-based. So you had a set amount of distance that you could move, but everything was moved, uh, displayed on a... like. Uh, a cross style movement system, right? But now I guess from the looks of the trailer, you have a movement ring. So your distance is, is, is a ring that you can move within and you can move in any direction, anywhere from that, which is kind of interesting because it depends on how the actual battles will play out. Because really, when you think about it, if, if you're still, going to move your character, do an action, stop. It doesn't really matter if 
you can move anywhere you want within that ring, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're still going to get to a specific location and then stop moving. So the only way that that would really change how gameplay is, is if enemies move at the same time. Right? Yeah, because then, then you're just kind of launching all over the place. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you're you're still moving into position and then they can walk right up to you. Right. The whole point of like a free range or free movement ring would be to be able to avoid um, interacting or coming to close contact with enemies and such. So be very interesting to see that. But it was a, uh, a cool. Although basic. Gameplay mechanic change, but I think it's uh, it could really mix things up for the game. But I, I think I'm definitely going to be picking that one up. Um, I think the hype for Mario and Rabbids uh, Spark of Hope is is pretty big right now. A lot of people are talking about it because Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle kind of came out of nowhere. Remember, like uh, Ubisoft announced it or it was a Nintendo Direct, but Ubisoft came out and announced it or something like that. Um, it was oh, no, it was it part was the of the Ubisoft Nintendo. No, it was it was part of the Ubisoft presentation, and they had someone from Nintendo coming out, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" That's what it was. Oh yeah, because they should they showed up with that big gun too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game kind of came out of nowhere. No one really knew anything about it because obviously it was a new game and no one had played it, but it was hugely successful. Um, and it showed that. Ubisoft can be trusted with a Nintendo IP. Now, granted, they've probably worked very closely with Nintendo and Nintendo is very strict on how their characters are used. So I think that is kind of how uh, Ubisoft kind of got around that by making the rabbits dressed up and um, mimic the, the Nintendo equivalent. Right. So Mario is still going to be Mario, but the Mario rabbit is going to be goofy and kind of do things that Mario wouldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. But now that the game is out and people have played it, it was hugely successful, um, had some really good DLC made for it. Uh, and now this new one's coming out, new story, new like gameplay mechanics, uh, some new characters. I think a lot of people are really excited for this. So I am excited for it. I'm glad. I'm glad you're excited because that's why we're here mm-hmm. to get people excited about games like Advanced Wars one and two reboot camp. Did you ever play Advanced Wars? On the I, Game Boy? I did on Game Boy. Yeah. Game Boy Advance. Sorry. Yeah. I was really impressed with it or surprised. I would say um, that they Nintendo is f- actually like every I guess every direct or every E3, they kind of bring back something from their their archive, so to speak, the Nintendo vault and, and uh, kind of re-image it for modern systems. And this time it's uh, Advance Wars, which I remember I never personally had it because I didn't have a Game Boy Advance until about uh, f- three months ago. <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of friends that played this game and a lot of people had link battles and stuff like that. Like it's a uh, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, they showed off Hyrule Warriors DLC. I didn't know they were still supporting this game. Yeah, TBH media there. 
um, Age of Calamity, and they only showed the first half of the season kind of like outlook. So it looks like it's going to be a two-part DLC, and it looks like it's going to be about 25 Canadian or 20 American. Crazy. I've never played this game. I've had no interest in playing this game. Much like Metroid, yeah, I did dabble in a lot of the Zelda games, and I could still probably get through Ocarina of Time pretty quickly. But I didn't really dabble in the Zelda games much beyond my 64 days. I don't think I played Skyward Sword. Never played Wind Waker. Just it wasn't things that were like super interesting to me. I think I grew out of Zelda, which a lot of people would argue you can't really do. But even you you can even the Skyward like the Skyward Sword remake looked pretty cool, I guess. I'll probably pick that one up. And I know people like, oh, Nintendo's just releasing another $60 remake of a game. But there's a ton of people that never played it. Right, Skyward Sword came out near the end of the Wii's life life cycle, and the the fact that you ha- you're forced to play with the Joy Cons, much like you were supposed to play with the the Wii Remote Nunchuck, makes me very interested in playing this mm-hmm. because they're very are like they're 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 more responsive to the console, right? Yeah, and and the fact that they added a button only mode as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not a huge fan. This is why I didn't really like playing um, Super Mario Odyssey, because in order to f- get the full experience and have total control of Mario, you needed to play with the Joy-Con separate. And sometimes I just want to play a game and be lazy and not have to, like, move my hands more than my thumbs and my fingers. Um so the fact that they added a button only control scheme to the uh, Skyward Sword HD remaster, you know what? I'm all on board for that so that I can lie on my couch with, you know, a bag of Doritos and have have Angela feed me yeah, <laughs> while I sit there and just play with without having to move any ounce of my bodies other than my mouth to chew and my thumbs to move my con- character. I, I know it's not true VR, but I wonder if they'll make Skyward Sword. Like, you remember that stupid, I can't remember the mechanic. The Labo? Yeah, like the, the, he- the Labo headset. It's not stupid, it's really cool. Yeah, okay, how much Labo do you still have in boxes that you never built? Well, I just don't have the space to... Uh-huh. Put them sure so do you have the arm I, do you have the robot arms? no no i never bought the robot one i so, decided that one was a little too much to set up um but i did make the vr headset so skyward sword would look kind of cool in that well it yeah it, i think it would they added a vr mode to um breath of the wild and uh you, you know me now i'm obsessed with vr yes you are so Speaking of Breath of the Wild, before we go into uh, the last thing that Nintendo just released to print more money, um, I don't know. The pre-rendered footage looked okay. It looked very unfinished. And I get it. It's a teaser. And they're they're aiming for 2022. I would not be surprised if we didn't see this game until 2023. It does not look anywhere near close. Or or it will be December 2022. Yeah, like 
right at the very end. Like we're like 13 months. No, no, we're what is it? 12, like 15. Yeah, we're like 15 months away from Breath of the Wild 2. But you know what? It is going to be a bestseller. There's people who are diehard fans waiting for this. I was talking to someone from at work the other day and they're like I just I just cannot wait for Breath of the Wild 2. They said that their significant other had spent like over a thousand hours in Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, how? I haven't even beaten the first like big hunk and boss thing. <laughs> yeah, but as they get to know you at your workplace, they'll understand why. This is true. Um, I've never played. I actually I've had a few opportunities to borrow, including from you. And I've just been like sitting on top of the fence. I think you've literally said like, hey, I'll bring this over for you. I'm like, eh. Like when I borrow some games that I'm interested in, I'll plow through them. Like Mario Odyssey, I borrowed for two weeks and I had a beat. You know what? I honestly think that if you were to try Breath of the Wild, you would probably really enjoy it. Um, It's more difficult. Like it's very different than any of the other Zelda games. The difficulty is substantially higher. Um, so I think, I think honestly, if you were to try it, you would probably really enjoy it because I know that you like games that kind of give you a challenge. So maybe next time I come over, I'll bring it. This is, um, it's funny because in the summer, if I do play video games, I like story games where I could play at night when it's dark. I don't really have to worry or I like, I'll play co-op games or shooters with my friends, but you know, the great thing about the Nintendo switch is that you can play it in handheld mode, just chilling on your balcony. That's that I do play a lot of Pokemon on the balcony. I will not lie. Yeah, you know, like that's what I would do. Uh, Clubhouse games. I just hang out on my balcony, kind of just playing some. <laughs> play some chess. Yeah, checkers. Um, speaking of, you you said Nintendo likes to print money, and you have those people being like, "Oh, Nintendo's charging yes for this." The Game and Watch Zelda thing is exactly that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Adventures of Link and the Game Boy's version of Link's Awakening. Plus, you get vermin with the playable character Link. There was so, no price given, but my God, be, that's it'll what it'll be like seven. It'll be like 70 bucks. So it's funny because Nintendo even said it's the 30th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. And even though we don't have a collection, why not? Why don't you guys have a Legend of Zelda collection? for the switch like you did with super mario all-stars you know they could have released uh link's awakening they could or wait no hold on orcarina time majora's mask and hell put throw in like link's awakening <laughs> for the super nintendo is that the one that i'm thinking of uh link's adventure adventure yeah. of link i don't know you know you guys know what i'm talking about put those three games on there. The ones that defined the generations, like the earlier generations um, into a collection and it would have sold like crazy. I would have totally bought that. See, I was thinking opposite of you. I thought because I saw the game and watched it like, Oh, it'll be a color console. Why not Oracle of ages and seasons? Great games. Yeah, but I don't think that those ones were as defining as Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was the first uh, Zelda game on Game Boy. Let's be real. I think the most definitive Zelda game ever was Ocarina of Time. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Then why didn't we get that on the Switch? Right? Like, why well, are we not getting like, content from the sixty-four? Let's go. Why, like, for the Nintendo for this, the Legend of Zelda thirtieth anniversary, we're getting a Game and Watch Zelda thing with the the same games that Nintendo has released over and over and over again. You can play. I'm pretty sure Link's Awake or Zelda 2 and Legend of Zelda is on the Nintendo Switch. They're uh, on Virtual Console. Virtual Console. I'm going to double check right now. This is where I was frustrated. I mean, Nintendo was frustrating for me today. I'm not I'm not going to lie or pull punches or sorry, not today. The other day when I watched it, I'm still seething. Um, but okay. Let, let's go back a few E3s when they announced the the Super Nintendo Mini, right? Right mm-hmm. after, like two years after they did the, the, the Nintendo or the NES Mini. And everybody's like, oh my God, the 64. Then last year or two years ago, they were like, the 64, it's got to be this summer. Then last summer, they were like, oh, pandemic, well, maybe we'll get the 64. We I've even given had up. an episode. We even had an episode. Where we talked about our our wish list of what we would want on an N sixty four mini. So, before we get into our that was our episode thirty four for anyone who wants to go back and uh, check out <laughs> what we wanted for an N sixty four mini. Do you remember the episode number off the top of your head? Or are you looking at it right now? Oh, I just saw it. I just looked it up. Oh, um, before we get into our final thoughts, the the. The theme today that hey, hold I, on. Adventures of Link and The Legend of Zelda both are on the Nintendo NES online thing, virtual console. And they have two versions. They have like the regular ones and then they have like the special one where you literally start with like absolutely everything. For all the people who can't who oh, suck at the true. game. True, they do have that. Right? So they're just re-releasing these games again because they're the cheapest ones that they have and they don't require much processing power, obviously. They could have totally released something else in to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. So. It's like one of their biggest selling franchises. Yeah, and that's what Nintendo showed us this week at the, the Nintendo Direct. That they don't give a fuck. No, they don't. They re- they literally re-released a bunch of crap. Good for you guys. Like you know, you're you've got our money anyways. You had some legitimate surprises. Two Point Campus was kind of cool. Guardians of the Galaxy, neat. Mm-hmm. That that I, you're I, getting that. But I can like, say overall though, Microsoft has had the had the the best presentation thus far. Oh yes, and we'll we'll do our awards on next week's episode because it'll marinate. Some things are going to trickle out throughout the week that we we might have missed. Or um, I know there's like a not EA EA pre- presentation Thursday morning. This is Wednesday for all you who follow along with us on a regular basis. So you guys know our format. You know we miss news on Thursdays. It happens. Sorry, not um, sorry. All right, so same question as the last episode. What did you like? What did you hate? Um, what did I like? I liked... Um, hold on, I got to look at what they showed. because 
You could do I Nintendo like, or I Ubisoft. I didn't like much of it. Not yeah, much. Nintendo made me feel kind of used. To- I would say that the 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 best things that I enjoyed would be Super Mario or Mario Party Superstars and uh, WarioWare. Get it together. Gotcha. Those are the most likely ones for me to pick up because I feel like they're the most likely ones that I will be able to play with someone. And disappointments? Disappointment would be everything else Nintendo did. <laughs> All right. Fair and enough. don't get me wrong. I'm a big Nintendo fan. I have been you know, a huge Nintendo fan since the NES. But uh, they're not always. They're not always on the ball. The super monkey ball. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the two games that kind of led the pack as much as Super Mario or Mario Party Superstars was cool. Uh, two Point Campus, seeing a trailer for it, even though like it's available on Steam next year as well, was kind of cool. Riders Republic surprised me a little bit because it changed so so much, and I want to I want to give Ubisoft a little bit of a like good job guys you did it. Um, the disappointment for me, though, is in all honesty, it's like going back to an ex that continually just lets you down. I love Nintendo. I've loved Nintendo since I was a kid. It was my first console. And the fact that we're not getting the virtual console stuff that we want. like I know Nintendo doesn't have to listen to their fans. They never had to listen to their fans because people will buy whatever Nintendo sells. But the fact that we didn't get any sort of virtual console content that we've been craving, or at least the some some Nintendo 64 ports, especially with all the like the GoldenEye stuff that happened here over the last few weeks, I thought something was coming. I, I had my hopes, mm-hmm. I guess, a little bit too high. So that like that and the lack of Pokemon news, which is also incredibly surprising for an E3. Did you see a single Pokemon thing today? Or like throughout the oh. week. Oh, I, I think about it. Nothing. Not a single thing. Yeah. And like a lot of people anticipated Arceus. Mm-hmm. A lot of people anticipated like what um, what are they? Ruby and Sapphire coming back out. Super Ruby and Ruby Sapphire, Sapphire or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Just a, a weird overall Nintendo feeling. I, I'll, I'll give it a week before my ratings come out. But Nintendo, you didn't impress this time. Nintendo gets a six out of 10. Yeah, six. But that is it for our E3 coverage. Please let us know what you think in the comments. Um, follow us on our on your favorite podcatcher or our favorite podcatcher. That's kind of cool, too, if you want to. Um, but, yeah, let us know what you think. For myself and my good pal, David. That's me. We want to thank you guys for listening to the Scene on Screen podcast, and we'll catch you guys next episode. Peace.